Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the walk.se, the ongoing story about becoming a minimalist vagabond while walking from Stockholm to Sydney. I'm in Austin. Uh, last time I left you, I was in Bastorp. I had a one-day-long walk, almost 50 kilometers from there, in pretty hot weather. Uh, but I was lucky. I was actually headed into Austin, and I had a couch-surfing host to stay with. And I arrived there uh, just before 7 o'clock in the, in, in the evening after a long, hot day, and had just enough time to have a shower and then scoot into town with my uh, couch-surfing host um, to uh, spend some time walking around downtown while he went to a yoga class, an acrobatic yoga class. And I've actually got my couch surfing host here with me. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. Well, my name is Palmer Stevens, and I've been doing couch surfing for about six years now, and I think I'm up to about 70 references. And I've been hosting a lot now that I moved to Austin about two years ago. Hmm. And I live over down here next to the airport towards Bastrop. So. Yeah, it was just on the right side of town for me to make it all in one day. It would have been really bad if you lived on the other side of town. It would have been a very long day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've been really well taken care of after I arrived here. We, uh, well, as I said, I spent the first night walking around downtown having a look, and uh, we uh, rode around and uh, went and had a pizza at... Uh, Home Slice. Home Slice, because Torchies was closed. We tried to go to Torchies, they have a, a taco first. Yeah, I have to say, Austin is really great. There is so many small independent businesses and restaurants and things happening. And, and I've been here since Tuesday evening, and it's now Sunday afternoon. And there is something happening all the time. There is some, always somewhere to go, something to do, people to meet. Uh, small music and uh, oh, I don't know. There's there's stuff happening all the time. And what what have we done in the last few days, Palmer? What have we done? All right. Well, <clears throat> we did uh, social bike rides almost every night of the week, and we went on one of those. Mm -hmm. And then we peeled off and and went to, to. We had a look at some dancing that we didn't really get into, but we had a look oh, at it. Yes, yeah. contra dancing. Contra dancing. It's a type of folk dancing uh, that's done in New England. And then after that, we what did we do? Did we do anything else that evening? Or I don't we peeled off. We yeah. just uh, went biking. Yeah, we did. That's yeah. what I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> so much has happened. It's almost impossible <laughs> to remember everything we've done. Yeah. I know we got home slice pizza. We got again, yeah, again, yeah, again, yeah, down in South Congress. Yeah, and we met your uh, your friend Max, and he went for a ride, and we and you taught him how to fix a flat tire, and yeah, a lot of things have happened. Yeah, with Max, we went through the Capitol building. Had a look around the Capitol yep, building. Yeah, we went down to that part in the back that's all underground. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a tunnel. They tunneled out the whole back side of the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. So we, we spent a few days running around, and then uh, Palmer had to do some work, and I spent some time trying to find where I could buy some good outdoor equipment in town. So we yeah, spent a lot of time walking around and uh, sort of exploring Austin. And as I say, Austin's a great place. It's not at all what I was expecting here in Texas, and uh, even though a lot of people have 
said that Austin is a great place. It's I think it's even better than than what I was expecting. It's been really great. I think a lot of it has to do with the great with the great help I've had here. My Palmer's been really great host, so taking a lot of time out to show me a lot of stuff. So it's been really really good, and that that helps a lot. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Austin's a big bicycling city, and I've been corrupting my surfers here by giving them bicycles and letting them get around town. Yeah. They have a lot of bicycle lanes here. Austin's hoping to be like the Netherlands someday with great biking paths. Yeah. It's got a, got a ways to go, but it's so much better than any other American city I've been in. But it's, it's got a ways to go before it reaches Amsterdam levels, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then on Friday morning, I uh, I had got in contact with a photographer here from Austin, a guy called Kirk Tuck that I'd followed. I've been reading his blog and some of the books he's written for the last maybe 10 years or so. And I, when I knew I was going to Austin, I contacted him and he actually met up and took me for a breakfast taco and coffee in the morning. And we sat around most of the morning um, talking about everything, basically. Had some really nice, interesting discussions uh, about the future of photography and education and politics and I don't know just about everything in, in in life and minimalism and and writing. I'm reading his new novel. He's just released uh, his first um, fiction novel that I'm reading at the moment. So that's really cool. And we talked about a lot of stuff actually. So it was a really really nice, interesting discussion. And it's always so nice to meet someone that you. You think you know because you've read so much that they have written for such a long time that you have a sort of a I mean, I've seen pictures of Kirk before, so I knew what he looked like, but I always had an impression he was taller than he was, and also I always thought that his voice was going to be darker than it was. So it was really interesting to meet someone and and sort of realise how they are in real life. And uh, Kirk's a real nice guy, so that was really, really interesting. Did we do something? Yes, and then we went to a, a couchsurfing meet-up that evening. Yep, got to meet a lot of the local couchsurfers. Yeah, the local couchsurfers. At, what was that place called? Gourmands, Gourmands, and it's a little neighborhood bar, and they were playing board games like Scrabble and Cards Against Humanity and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And we had to leave a little bit early. Yeah, we left because we had to go to the airport pick up Charlie, who's finally arrived in Austin as well. And I, I've mentioned Charlie a few times on the podcast before. He's, he's a, a Danish guy that I haven't met before, but... Uh, that's contacted me through the website and has asked me a lot of questions about walking <laughs> because he's got his own little walking project going. And anyway, we picked up Charlie and Charlie's been here for the last couple of days and we're preparing and we're both going to walk tomorrow and we're going to walk together for maybe up to three weeks. And uh, yeah, Charlie, introduce yourself. Thank you. My name is Charlie, as you heard. Um, and I arrived here Friday and since I've been bicycling around with my two hosts here and uh, had a great time in Austin. Uh, and the reason I'm here is to basically learn from Matt about life on the road. Because I'm, as you said, planning a great walk myself for about two and a half years. Going uh, down through Europe from Denmark and all the way uh, around the western shore of Africa through Congo, ending up in Tanzania. And I'm doing this as a part of my project that I call Walking for Water. Um, I have a website called www.walkingforwater.dk 
where you can check out uh, some details about that project. Mm -hmm. But basically, I'm here to learn from Matt um, some routines and and. Yeah. Which and will be stuff. interesting since I don't have any routines, I just let everything happen as it yeah, happens. But, so this will be but, interesting. But you, you are an experienced man. <laughs> and <laughs> and I've been listening. Living on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I've been so, even listening to the conversations and learning a lot about what it's like to walk for yeah, days on end. Yeah, and yeah. How you pack food and yeah. what kind of shoes to have and how you charge your cell phone and all these things we take for granted yeah. when you live yeah. in a house. Yeah. We've had some interesting days because Charlie had to buy some equipment and we've been checking through that and I've been updating some of my equipment and yeah, and we've been talking about what works and what doesn't. So we've had a few, not a hectic day, but a few days of organizing now. So we hope yeah. we are ready now tomorrow to lead. And we're carrying some food for the first time. I generally don't carry that much food with me, but I think we've got food for about four days with us now. So we've got heavy carts to start out with yeah. tomorrow. Well, about Saturday. 14 kg each, maybe, the carts. Yeah, 40, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, mine probably weighs more than that with the water. Yours, mm. yours probably weighs, mine probably weighs 50, yours probably weighs 40. Oh. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I remember you made your big shopping lists of all yeah. your equipment, which you had most of it when you came already, especially on the plane, Charlie did. Yeah. But I gave them gave you all a uh, nice American shopping experience. Yeah. I take him to yeah. a super Walmart. And yeah. Then, yeah. <clears throat> Everything is that big over here. Yeah. That's what really hit you when you yeah. arrive here. I've been in, in America before, but it, it's a shock every time that everything is that big. Mm. The trucks are very big. The the humans are very big, <laughs> and yeah. This and the, and show, this is Charlie saying this when he's been only been in Austin. Wait till he's been to some other parts of Texas. <laughs> the humans, Austin's more fit. Yeah, humans here, here. Well, the people here. I shouldn't say you. But the, the people here in Austin are active and fit, and it's very much different from uh, a large part of, that I've seen of America so far. This is very much more like Europe, actually, in yeah. that way. They'll even get worse. You should wait, Charlie. We'll see next week. We'll see what it looks like then. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. Well, it's kind of odd because, you know, it's so hot in Texas. You'd think it would be very uncomfortable to be that Yeah, big, exactly. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. The American diet's full of sugar and such, and it's hard not to gain weight here. Yeah. Mm. And maybe it's because it's so hot that nobody wants to exercise as well. I mean, that could be that could be a contributing be factor. It. It's easier to sit in your car on air conditioning than it is to, to walk or run. or yeah. Maybe. But it's mainly the diet, all the other sugar. It's sugar everywhere. There's sugar in everything you buy here. It's difficult to find anything else. But there's a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of good vegetarian restaurants in Austin, at least, sort of like an oasis. Yeah, Austin has a lot of health conscious. Uh, how many times have you been to the, uh, the juice place? What's it oh, called? Yeah. Juice Land is juice one Land. of our daily rituals. Yeah. <laughs> they have great smoothies there. Yeah. So we've and been... I took you to Torchy's Tacos. Yeah, and... and we went to Torchy's and tried out and got, I probably had some of the best guacamole I've ever had there at Torchy's. They had nice tacos, but the guacamole was yeah. really good. So We've been to the Whole Foods headquarters yeah. for soups. Which is, and, and Whole Foods, I, I actually, when I was in town wandering around, I spent, um, half an hour, maybe an hour wandering around in Whole Foods. And there's so much, it's so big, and there's such a big sort of range of stuff you could possibly buy that it becomes too much. You end up not buying anything because it's just, you, you can't choose. There's just so much stuff. It's just impossibly huge and large. And, and the choice of uh, just different vitamin supplements is like, it's like an ordinary supermarket in Sweden, just with vitamin supplements. Yep. Yeah, it's huge. We're getting back to our uh, shopping, so yeah. one of our strategies, I guess, was to get you all the 
inexpensive stuff first, so we worked our way up the sort of the like cost the, of chain. The, <laughs> the consumer food chain yeah. there, and yeah. and I went to Walmart, and then we went to let's see, we went to Target, yeah. and then the dollar yeah. store, and then we went to Costco, Costco. another huge store yeah. where everything's really yeah. expensive. Of course, the portions are really big. That's why their carts are so heavy now. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> they got lots of good food, and uh, and then we finally went to REI to get the really nice stuff. But yeah, the high quality stuff, which is an outdoor shop. Yeah, yeah, with with all those. Yeah. Yeah. And at REI, um, uh, Charlie bought a one of these new wood burning stoves with a fan that actually charges. light camp stove. Yeah, it actually charges. Check it out on there. Generates electricity, and you can charge your phone with it by burning small twigs in it. And we played a little bit with it this afternoon, but it'd be very interesting to see how that works in the yeah. in the long run. Yeah, it yeah. uses thermocouple technology. Yeah. What was the name of that stove again? Do you remember? Biolite Camp Stove. Yeah. yeah. So you Bio, you mean Biolite? Biolite. Biolite. B I O L I T E. Yeah. Camp Stove. If you want to look it up, it's really interesting. We are actually planning to have uh, a bit of an equipment update. I. I was planning to maybe make that with Charlie when we were here in Austin, but we've decided to do a bit later. We'll do a, uh, sometime before Charlie leaves, we'll sit down and do a, I'll go through all of my equipment, what I have and what I think about it and how I think it works. And Charlie will be there to be able to ask some questions and probably be a little bit more interesting with someone next to me rather than me just talking on about that stuff. So we'll do that before we... And maybe Charlie was thinking maybe even doing a video. Or yeah, video. I think I will do some video blogging as well. So if if you are following Matt and you want to see how he acts on video yeah. <laughs> instead of just listening to yeah. his voice all the time, I think uh, there will be uh, some videos on on my website at mm-hmm. least to find. And we'll let you know. We'll we'll put up links to everything when when we have anything happening. Talk a little bit more about your project, Walking for Water. What is it you want to do? What's the sort of plan for the, the whole project? Well, my own walk is about um, getting money for um, a water supply system for a specific village called Lengasti in Tanzania. I've been living uh, in Lengasti for six months, uh, returning to Denmark a year ago. And um, as I was leaving, I took with me um, the mission to to find out how I could bring them water because they don't have any water in this village. Their water system has been broken down for for about a year now. Mm-hmm. So I came up with this idea that to make money for the water system, I would make an extreme event. And being adventurous and wanting to uh, explore the world, it's the obvious uh, thing to do was to walk walk down there. Yeah. So uh, that's basically what I decided to do. I want to walk the way down there and sell the idea to a TV channel. Then use the commercializing. Uh, for getting a, a big firm to sponsor the water project, mm. so well, I'm not, what is I'm it? Not, what is it? You need to use the generators they need, or I, I think I remember read, read your. I can't remember yeah. pumps or generators. It was the electricity that I needed. They it? have as it is now. They have two pumps. Yeah, leading the water from a lake to the village, and both of the pumps are breaking down mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. It's all worn out system. Um, 
and by the way it's it's diesel driven uh, pumps oh, yeah. so it's it's not very envi environmental good so the idea is to to change the whole system with green energy uh, yeah. my first idea was to make a electricity pump uh, electric pump electric yeah. pump so one pump would be enough to pump the water all the way to the village but that would uh, require some some uh, yeah to build some electricity yeah, electricity using, poles yeah. all yeah, the way yeah. to where the pump is and it would uh, require to to change all the pipes leading yeah. there because the pressure would be too high and it would be about the uh, 12 and a half million danish corners oh, wow. and that's that's too much and the engineers we had looking at it uh, also says that it wouldn't be the best solution should, because yeah. the electricity system in Tanzania is not uh, very, yeah, not stable, very stable so yeah. so the pump might break um what about the dutch uh, aren't they into windmills everybody's into windmills now yeah, yeah. That, that could be a solution as well but what we are looking into right now is to do it with some solar power. Mm -hmm. So I've been speaking with some solar experts in Denmark who are looking into right now uh, if they can invent a solution that will make it possible to 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 um, drive this water system with solar power. And if it turns out to be possible, it would be a pioneer project and it will mean that it will be cheaper to make it will be easier to maintain and it will be pure green energy mm -hmm. so if it's possible it can be used all over africa actually yeah. and it yeah. would be a big step in in uh, changing the world for the better yeah. both uh, about bringing water to the ones in need and about bringing energy green energy so uh, that's very interesting but if it doesn't work out, the plan is just to replace the pumps that is already there with with some new ones, so my willets can get some water again. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, you'll keep us update. Uh, you'll update your uh, website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll know what happens there as you go. So. And when are you planning to start walking? Do you have any start the date? The plan. The plan is to start walking from Denmark uh, at springtime mm -hmm. next spring. Next spring. But it depends if I get sponsors at that yeah. time. Uh, if I do, I'm walking next spring. But if I if I don't, I might, uh, might have to wait a little. I bit. might have yeah. to wait. Yeah. Yeah. But if uh, if you are listening now and you know some people who uh, know some yeah. some uh, just just some big companies yeah. who could be interested in sponsoring this. Uh, just yeah. get in touch me a with uh, Charlie or yeah. at his side, or send a message to me, and I'll forward it to him. Whatever, just if you have any, any, anyone that can help in any way, just get in contact with one of us, and we'll sort you out with the right contacts to. And also, if you have questions for my project, uh, write me an email, and yeah. I will answer whatever you you need informations about. Yeah. And last night we went out to Sixth Street and cruised up and down the bars on Sixth Street, didn't we? Yep, Sixth Street's uh, <clears throat> the big tourist area here. Big they tourist they area. call it Dirty Six because it's like it's sort of like Bourbon Street in New Orleans, yeah. but it's a little more, I think, 
natural than yeah. New Orleans. It was all. It was nice. There's a lot of happening. There was a lot of bars, a lot of people, and a lot of action. I'm probably getting old saying this, but the music was too loud. There was nowhere you could sit and talk. There was loud music everywhere, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, which could be cool, but it's. A, I mean, you really need to have an ordinary pub where you can sit as well, don't you? Uh, I did. I did see you on the dance floor, though. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly. Yeah. I danced up on the dance floor to tell Charlie we were leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Oh yeah. I don't. I, I like to dance, so I wouldn't mind dancing. But it was. Yeah. I just wasn't in the mood yesterday. I'm saving uh -huh. my energy for walking tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit fun. I took them to a place called the Vulcan Gas Company, yeah. like as in Star Trek, yeah. and they had a, a big techno. Dance. dance being sponsored by one of the camps from Burning Man yeah. <clears throat> festival that was running the music and the DJ. And then after that, we walked down the street and went over a place called Cheer Up Charlie's. Yeah. And did, did you get cheered up there, Charlie? Uh, well, it was an interesting place. Uh, Palmer told us before we came there that he would normally bring people to guess what gender the other guests on the place were. Because it's actually a transsexual bar, so you never know you what never you know. run into. <laughs> and well, the Matt, Matt and I had the same response that we we didn't mind going, but we probably wouldn't pick up girls that night from that no, place. But you place. actually you actually did, didn't you? You got the phone number of a girl. Oh no, yeah. yeah, she's coming through Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be, might be a lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a girl, at least. <laughs> We're not sure she could be spatting for the other team, but that's we'll the find nature. out. We'll, we'll find out later. She was an engineer, remember, a civil engineer, so maybe she could help you with your project. Yeah, yeah, you're going to help there. But yeah, yeah that, it was a different. It wasn't a gay bar. It was a, they don't really call them transgender bars. They're called gender queer bars. Yeah, yeah. And basically, if you don't fit in to your normal gender role, it's a good place to go and not have to worry about playing the usual women yeah. women and men games, especially ones in Texas, which have a lot of yeah. machismo bravado evolved. Yeah, as you were saying, a lot of the uh, the uh, the gay and transgender and, and uh, people that are a bit unsure about it, they tend to sort of gravitate towards Austin because that's mm. where it's it's sort of more liberal here that way, isn't it? Yeah, Austin's like an oasis from all the yeah. <clears throat> very conservative Texas yeah. lifestyle. And I've been told there's... Almost 10,000 transgenders live in Austin. Yeah. The only place that in the world has more, I believe, is uh, New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of artists in Austin. It's very uh, art-driven, a lot of hippies, all that kind of thing. That liberal, all the stuff that goes along with yeah. non-conservative American society. And... Well, tonight I'm going to try to edit this, get some photos done, and get it uploaded while I'm here. Uh, at Palmer's place because he's got a nice uh, high-speed internet connection so we'll, and we don't really know when, I'll have, when we'll have a nice high-speed internet connection next time because we don't really know how far we'll be traveling, how far we'll be walking in the next few days. It, it'll soon be the 4th of July, when was that, on Friday or something? Which yep. was the, is the American Independence Day, which will be a big holiday, so hopefully we, we want to make it to a city by then or a small town at least where they celebrate it so we can be a part of it. It would feel a bit strange to be camping out in the middle of nowhere on 4th of July, I think. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Well, hopefully there'll be some good fireworks for you in uh, Texas. You may still have their burn ban. Yeah, you may not exactly. allow fireworks because yeah. they're a fire hazard. Yeah. But at least we find some place that we can drink a few beers and celebrate Independence Day. It would be great. So we'll see what happens. Um, we, and we'll start walking. Tomorrow is the plan. 
it'll take us probably almost half a day just to reach Austin and then to the other side of Austin, and we'll see how far we, we get. Walking's not quick. You don't go very far, very quickly, but that's sort of the point. Uh, it's really hot here. It's, it's hot, completely yeah. different than walking in, in Denmark, as I'm used to at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I, I've, I think uh, it's good that we had a couple of days here yeah. acclimating. Yeah. We'll see. Charlie's a fit guy, so we'll see how he holds up to the heat. That's about the only thing that's going to be a problem. Uh, I've, uh, I mean, I know that the heat has knocked me about in the last week or two. I haven't sort of done the sort of miles I probably do other days, especially when the days when you spend in the tent, because it becomes very. I mean, if it's thirty, thirty-two degrees, uh, and you crawl into the tent, it's like crawling into a sauna. So it's really, really hot, and it doesn't really cool down until after twelve o'clock at night. So. Yeah, so yeah, it becomes hot and you need to drink a lot of water. That's going to be the only thing that might be a problem. But we've bought some electrolyte capsules, so we'll be all right and we'll drink heaps of water and keep hydrated and it shouldn't be a major problem. And we'll keep the distance down. That's the plan anyway. If if Charlie feels good, maybe we'll, we'll up the distance. But we'll see what happens. We're going to take it easy the first few days anyway. So what are you packing, like four to six liters per day to sweat out? Yeah. And water? Yeah. We want at least two gallons per day per person when we're walking, which is uh, one gallon is fr yeah, three point eight liters. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. so we're actually yeah you we we probably drink at least two gallons, and then you want the other two gallons as a sort of a, like a reserve, and you want we want to be able to cook and wash ourselves a little bit and that. So you, yeah, you need at least two gallons a day. I think that's pretty conservative actually probably need more but uh, we're in pretty we'll be in the next few days we'll still be in pretty uh, populated areas it'll be after that after we get to the other side of Fredericksburg then it'll be more interesting then we'll be sort of out in the middle of nowhere in another way I think you might have to carry water for three days that yeah. can get pretty heavy it will get heavy yeah. but that's the plan and that's what we're here to experiment with and see how it works and that's why I have the mule that can carry a lot of water so that's sort of it was the plan all along, even though the plan wasn't to walk across Texas. It was a plan was to walk through uh, Iran, and now I'm in Texas instead. It's a bit of a change, yeah, but uh, it'll be the same idea, and it'll give me a very good idea of how much water I need and can carry on the mule uh, when I cross the deserts, uh, going from Darwin out to the uh, to the east coast of Australia. So that'll be interesting. I'm curious how Charlie's rig works. It looks like a was a big golf cart. Big, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's actually a golf bag wagon that that uh, is built, um, yeah, rebuilt a little mm -hmm. bit. So a bit custom modified to to fit so, your backpack. Too. So the idea is that my backpack is on the on the golf bag wagon, and then I attach it to a smaller backpack which I'm wearing on my back, and I can drag the big backpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the brilliant thing about this is that if I get places where uh, it's not suit for wheels. I can pack it together and take my backpack on with the wagon on the back of the backpack. Mm. That's a lot of bags and packs. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's the idea of the wagon. So I guess now I'm I'm get a ch getting a chance to test it for yeah. for, it for some long time and see if it will work uh, for weeks. Be very interesting to see. I mean, I decided to go with a cart because I didn't want to carry everything, and I had a look at three wheel cart. I had a three wheel cart on my test walk, and I've been thinking about two wheel carts. 
especially when I get down to Asia, I've been thinking that I might uh, send the mule to straight to Darwin and have a smaller carrying system when I walk through Asia because I won't need to carry as much water and stuff while I travel through there. So it'll be very interesting to see how Charlie's outfit works. It's always interesting to learn something from all these new ideas. So we'll all learn something somewhere, hopefully. If you're doing that and I decide that that my wagon will not suit me, maybe I should just buy the mule at that time yeah, and, yeah. and use that instead yeah. on my own walk. Yeah. But the thing is that I think I will get places where where, where it'll be a problem. Yeah. yeah, Charlie's his walk is a bit more um, outdoorsy than mine. I mean, I've always said that mine is a bit more of a cultural walk. I intend to walk where there are roads and paths and people more as as much as I can. Charlie will be a little bit more off road, off trail in in, in areas that aren't as well uh, developed. Let's say mm. Mm. so. You probably need to be able to go off road more than I do. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But remember, keep listening. Uh, for those of you that can, please listen to this through the Acast app, still probably only available in uh, in Sweden. But there are some things happening, and I believe Acast are developing their own uh, podcast player that I'll be able to embed on the website. Uh, so you'll be able to see maybe a better way there. We'll see how that happens as it comes. If you could, if you listen to this through iTunes, or even if you don't, if you listen to this, why don't you go to iTunes, find the walk.se and rate and write a review. Uh, I think that would really help me because if you get some decent reviews and, and uh, some de decent ratings on, uh, on uh, iTunes, um, I think it will actually help spread the walk to as many people as possible. Yeah, whatever you do, spread it to everybody if you can. I'm, I really need as many followers as possible. As always, whatever you do, just remember to keep walking. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.